0: My name's Adele Yango, and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 181 of Legally Clueless. Thank you so much for rocking with this podcast, for being part of the family. If you're new here... Audio episodes like this go out every single Monday. And our video series is currently ongoing, so we're in season three. There's new episodes on our YouTube channel every Friday morning. Ooh, you also need to join our family. Yes, join the Legally Clueless community right now. Just go to legallycluelessafrica.com, sign up. And right now is a pretty good time to do that. We are about to have our first giveaway of exclusive Legally Clueless merch. Ah, I'm so excited. So step one, sign up and we'll be sharing more details on that a little later. Just head over to legally cluelessafrica.com and where you're there, you can check out our Other audio podcast episodes. You can watch our video series. You can watch our tour series. You can sign up for workshops and buy tickets to events. It's pretty awesome. Speaking of our video series, have you checked it out yet? We are four episodes in. Yes, we had a new episode go out on Friday that if you are a creative or a creator of things and you struggle with figuring out the business side of whatever your passion is, whatever this thing you create is, I highly, highly suggest you watch the recent episode. It features a lady called Wanjiku, and she... Uh, She has so many gems of wisdom. I literally met her at an event I was emceeing a week before we went into production for the season. And I had to, I hope the person is not listening, but I had to bump somebody off and push them to season four so that I could have her tell her story in the season. That's how important I thought her story was for us. So go check it out. Our YouTube channel is Legally Clueless. There's a link to it in the show notes, or you can just head over to legallycluelessafrica.com. Okay, speaking of awesome stories, this is what's coming up in this episode.
1: And I go for the interview. So after I was done with the interview, I was like, I don't think, I don't think it's me they are gonna pick. Because when you see the pile of CVs and you just place you as there, and you're like, ha. This one tomorrow is what itafungia watu nyama. Yangwe yeze. (laughs) I'm not even done with uni. I already have a job. I have a salary. Ah! You guys, who is flying like me? But with time, that got so boring. Like that job. Hey! And so when I lost my job, I lost it when COVID hit and we we were sent home. Sunday, Gioni, you're written. We check your email. You check your email. The letter says, don't come to work tomorrow.
0: That is Mimo. Her is coming up later in this episode. She's probably one of the funniest people I have met. Like... <laughs> You will stay laughing around her, trust me. So I'm really glad that you get to hear her story. And her story is actually quite inspiring, but it's coming up a little later in this episode. How have you been? I genuinely, as I always say in almost every episode, I hope you are surrounded by grace and peace, whether you're going through ups or whether you're going through downs. I really do hope that's... (laughs) Who is WhatsApping me, honestly? (laughs) I really do hope that you are surrounded by grace and surrounded by peace. I want to share two really fun, not fun, two key things that I have experienced or done this past week. So the first one is I've set up my ancestral altar. Before you run away and you're just like, ooh, what is this spooky shit she's talking about. Turns out I've been doing it for like the past two years without knowing it. If you follow me on especially Instagram, you've seen me burn incense, light candles, have a picture of my mom close by. And I don't know, I just felt like it was very... Actually, what I would burn is not incense, it's frankincense and sandalwood and I'd burn sage as well. But I don't know, I just always used to feel so much calmer whenever I do this. Also because frankincense has been said to help people with anxiety. So I always rounded it off to that. But I follow an African priestess who is an author. She's super just awesome. Her name is Ahime Ora. And so she did a patron, what do you call it, article write-up on how to set up your ancestral altar. I actually saw the article quite a few months ago but then I liked it and I didn't get around to reading it and so earlier this past week I got around to reading it and I was like hang on I've been doing these things because you have to have different elements so like fire earth water etc and I don't know how intuitively I just kind of knew how to put these things together because before two years ago I was not burning sage I, I didn't know too much about spirituality first and foremost too much about just how burning some of these elements can help you even just mentally, you know, and, and emotionally actually is the word. And so I just kind of like would put together things. I knew I needed a clay, bakuli or plate, bowl or, or plate, just because you're using charcoal, <laughs> or fire hazards, etc. But I didn't know that I was actually setting up my ancestral altar. And the great thing is that used to be in my office. So most of the times, because I am like very many people in the world, <laughs> one of those who speaks to myself. So most of the time in the office, I'm just like, Like, please let this work. As I'm sending something to a client or a pitch deck or something like that. So yeah, it's just so wonderful how I had already really started having this space where I'd honor my ancestors. And so yeah, I read the article this past week, set up my ancestral altar, and I'm really digging the energy it's brought into my life. I'm digging how I've worked it into my routine. Yeah, and it's just like a a peace and a calmness that comes with it. And I know quite a few people would be scared or like freaked out by these things, which is a bit sad, especially when it's Africans, because this was quite an integral part of our older spiritual rituals. And we kind of swapped those over during colonization for others. I'm not calling out... (laughs) I am, kind of, sort of. But, you know, go where you find your peace. But I think we need to make efforts to understand where we've come from. And yeah, this just feels so good. So I wanted to share that. That's been awesome. That's definitely a highlight of my week. And ooh, and then therapy. So I have two therapists right now. And one of them is holistic. One of them who i have been with the longest time is more around sexual trauma and the ripple effects it has. But with the holistic one, I normally have weekly sessions. And so this past session, I had homework that I had to do and answer some questions, you know, try to pick out themes that relate to my personality. Awesome stuff, really. But what I wanted to share is a question, and a lot of the questions revolved around who I was in terms of my interests and personalities, people I looked up to, where I was getting affirmed and validated and complimented and what were those compliments on and all of this before class eight. So class eight would be what? Before 12 years old around there. And it was so freaking interesting to find that quite a few things that I feel drawn to right now at my big age of 33, I was in love with back then. And it almost feels like between 18 and 30, I touched on these passion points, but what was happening is life and the spaces. I was in was eroding those passions and those interests it's so crazy how that happens right and so one of them is like fashion stuff and putting together looks and that's something I when doing this exercise I was like oh my goodness yes I did put together things and we had this like fashion show thing and I derived so much joy I remember telling my mom so much joy not in walking because I'm tall and slender most people would be like which is a weird stereotype but most people would be like oh you should model even to date I still get it but I remember telling my mom I mean yes walking was great but what was even better was that I put together the look I was wearing and that's where I got joy from and it's funny I forgot all about that but I I wonder why I'm so drawn to like putting together my clothes. Like when I go to bed in the night, I'm thinking, what am I going to wear tomorrow? And how I know I'm emotionally off is when I don't even give two shits what clothes I've put together. Like ah Yeah, so it was quite interesting. And and maybe you could try to do that exercise because I think it's not limited to therapy or to those of us in therapy. If you could go back or if you reflect back rather on who you were before you turned 12, the things you liked, who were you looking up to? What were some of the compliments and affirmations you were getting? What were people saying positive things to you? What were they spotting in you in terms of a strength? Yeah, like go and reflect on that and just see how far you've moved away from that and whether that's something you're comfortable with or not. So those are the two things I wanted to share and still in the spirit of sharing, let's jump into song of the week, which I'm so excited about because I literally just discovered this artist randomly on TikTok. I don't know if you know the show, it's the colors show and it's just different artists live performing their music in this box of (laughs) color. I don't know if that makes sense. Anyway, so I stumbled on a video of this particular artist performing one of his songs and I was hooked. And I remember saving it and being like, ooh, I have to share this with you on the podcast. So his name is, I think his name is Ailo or Ailo. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. His name on Instagram is Soul. So I don't know if that's his full name, but in the video, they just refer to him as Ailo. And that's A-Y-L-O. And the name of the song is Hey Ah." my days. Please listen to it. Like, it's so good. It's just so... I listen to it every morning since I discovered it. It is so good. So I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. Another link that is in the show notes, since i was tell you how I rediscovered how much I liked fashion, is a link to the Guinness Kenya YouTube page. Reason being, one, just like us, they love celebrating African stories and amplifying them, which is dope. It makes them family. Number two, they have a new Show called Black Shines Brightest Stories that is just celebrating dope African creatives. People in the food industry, in music, people in public personalities, and people in fashion. Like one guy whose fits are always just on point Brian Musafiri. Listen to this. In my home, there was a certain way you have to look before you go to church. My sister was always the one to come, like, tell me, like, yo, we need to go, we need to go, we need to go. But I, I was had this fear of, you know, leaving the room, not wearing what my dad wants me to wear. But I came out of the room uh, one day looking exactly the opposite of what he wanted. And he, obviously there was this, like, stare of disapproval on him. But whenever I'd leave my room and my dad would serve me in a certain way, and if there's no approval, I know I look good. You need to watch his story. It's so interesting. And not just his, honestly. All the episodes are pretty awesome. And they will actually help you discover some pretty great African creatives. And who knows, their stories could inspire the creative in you. So in the show notes, check out the Guinness Kenya YouTube channel and enjoy the show. Speaking of the show, let's jump into the 100 African stories. And in this episode, as I said earlier, we're listening to a story by mimo about losing her job during the pandemic and finding her passion online i hope this story inspires you a hundred african stories on legally clueless stories from africa
1: my name is Mimo karanja i am a content creator as well as a tv host and I hail from Kenya. I think every African kid we were taught like being a lawyer is the big thing or a doctor and everything and I really loved kids till today. So at some point when I was growing up, I thought I'd be, uh, you know, like a pediatrician, a kid's doctor, but... The older I became, the more I became aware of my strengths. And I was always the comic, like in the classroom. I will make people laugh. And even till today, my aunties describe me as a very talkative kid, because I used to talk around class, noisemaking. I'm almost treated like a noisemaker even when I'm absent, because I'm always talking. Even when I come home, like it's, ju- it's just the environment changes, because I used to sing talk i'll tell you my day how it went from a to z and all the songs we sang and everything so i was always you know talkative and very funny people described me as funny i think the older i grew the more i became aware of this people loved it people enjoyed when i told stories like i remember in high school people um when you're told just two people will go for the funky in this class. They'll pick me because they know I'll come and tell you the story from how we are, uh, you know, we boarded the bus, left the school, how what the watchman did, waved through us by <laughs> what this boy did, every single detail. I'll narrate it in a funny way, in detail, so people enjoyed it. So that has been like inborn but I just I think I used to say I would be a doctor just for the sake of it by the time I was like in class four and I was now aware of my you know surrounding your strengths I was watching a lot of TV and by that time I I think we all used to think to be on TV you have to be a newscaster like an anchor I mean we didn't think of an entertainment host all these other things that are in media. So I remember, I used to I used to say I want to be a news anchor. Like, oh, Mimu, what should you be when you grow up a news anchor? Period. <laughs> and then because of Sophie Kenya, oh, that woman, I used to watch her read news, and she used to inspire me a lot, and I used to see myself in her when I grew up. So I wanted to be a newscaster, like, ever since I was in class 4. And the older I grew, it didn't change. Like, I knew I wanted to be just in front of the camera. But at that time, to be in front of the camera, we used to think it's just reading news. But... Now, with time, you come to realize, oh, actually, I'm better in entertainment, not even news. I can't stand news, per se. But (laughs) I became aware that I'm good and I'm funny, so entertainment is the way to go for me. When I was in high school, at that time, there was this buzz that... Daystar is the best school in media studies. So even like when I was studying in high school, I didn't study to go like to another university. I knew I wanted to get a grade specifically to take me to Daystar. And I got the exact grade I needed to take me to Daystar. I think at this time I was still not aware of it. I wasn't aware that I would want to be an entertainment host. I was still, you know, reading news in the campus, radio station, doing news, I'll do a few shows. But the minute there's this show I did and I didn't like it, I was like, no, reading news, Uh, reporting no it's not my thing but then I got a dating show and I really enjoyed my time there because it's more entertaining because again the campus radio is a Christian um, radio station because Desta is a Christian University so there was a bit of limitations when it came to the topics you can discuss and all that but the dating one one show was a little bit more freeing more engaging so I loved it there more than looking for CG voice pops for news it was so stressful. So till today, another day, my friend sent me like a job that is going around vacancy for a reporter, and I was like, girl, you only do it? Me, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I can't be a reporter. So I think the more I practiced it for a while, and it was just like no. And let me just add this story. After I was before I even finished uni, I got a job in a media house. So I was going for a long break, the those long holidays, and then I was like, eh, this break is so long. I need to get something to do. So it comes after job online. I got a f- someone, Facebook, who recommended this job for me. They were looking for a video editor for something like a month or so, because they were relieving people who were going for a honeymoon. Two colleagues got married, so they wanted people to fill their space. And I go for the interview. First and foremost, I used to enjoy editing, but I wasn't that good. So after I was done with the interview, I was like, I don't think, I don't think it's me they're gonna pay. Because when you see the pile of CVs, And you just place you as there and you're like, Ha! This one tomorrow is what itafungia watu nyama. Yang is, I can't be picked. I don't know. By the grace of God, I was picked. And there was this guy called Shem who helped me now learn more about editing. Shout out to you, Shem. And so I did that job for almost three years. And let me tell you, when I started, because it was like a pro, I started off like a temporary thing. And then they liked my job. I don't know. Praise got God to tenor. And they both liked my job. And they kept me now permanently. And I worked there for three months. At the beginning, it was really fun. Because, hey, I've gotten a job after. at a University. And I already have a job in a media house. It was the leading media house in the Kiko industry, Njata in TV. I worked there as a video editor. I used to have the best. Yani, I'm not even done with uni. I already have a job. I have a salary you guys who is flying like me yeah and then people okay this is down there <laughs> but people are really struggling even to get internships here i am already a job i don't have to look for internships so everything was working for me but with time that got so boring like that job hey? uh-uh, no it used to be like a nightmare for me to wake up in the morning like even my mom would see it i was always complaining about the job because now I, I think i was just doing it because oh kimaliza you need adulthood you need to work and it just didn't work for me and i remember in the middle of doing that job there was a show that became vacant an urban entertainment show ah mimimo jijaza, walk to there <laughs> boss's office and i was like i think i can do this show i am well informed and thank god i also was doing a bit of social media so he knew my capabilities in knowing what is happening so i was like and this show needs exactly that and i can do it i'm a good presenter and was like how is your kikuyu i'm like hey mine is good and i went and started presenting now there is when i found joy in that job like in that um, being in that media house and it didn't last long the minute they took that away it was a nightmare again video editing I didn't enjoy it like being in a I think the four walls was not working for me and so when I lost my job that job I I lost it um, when COVID hit and we we were sent home Sunday Gioni you're written check your email you check your email the letter says don't come to work tomorrow and so imagine deep down I was kind of happy because I didn't want to quit this job. First and foremost, I felt like I was going to be a disappointment to my parents, and because I mean, you have a good job, stick to it. Plus, I didn't want to quit without a plan. You know, get another better job or something. So when it happened, this is not my fault. As I mean, to me, to remember to go home. <laughs> it's not me. It's the pandemic. <laughs> so a part of me, let me say like. 90% of me was very happy. Of course, 10% I was scared what's next, what's going to happen, Will I ever get another job. 90% I was happy because I was like, finally, I get to do what I have always wanted to do. And now that's when I became more consistent with content creation. When I was in uni around third year, I, that's when I joined TikTok. By then it was known as Musical.ly. And I remember, I, I don't know, let me say I was a late bloomer when it came to social media. I was always the last one to join Instagram, the last one to join Facebook the last one to join everything but for musically i think i was the first one i was the first one to join because i was on social media and then i see a video posted by idalisha idalisha is the one most of you know has olive from mother-in-law and she has posted a video and it was so cool i remember just i was like hey this video which app is this so there was that tag you see like even TikTok has like tiktok i was like musically the following day Wi-Fi hotspot in the school, (laughs) downloaded the app, and I started, you know, teaching myself how to do it. So even before I was done with uni, I was already doing content creation here and there lately, but I wasn't serious into it because at the end of the day, that time content creation was not as big as now and it was not it didn't have money then it, there was nothing it was just a hobby let me say it was just a hobby for me so i used to do videos post them on instagram and i remember my 300 followers then were so happy and i used videos that was a musical only Lisa. and i was like oh, okay yeah hobby and so many people told me join youtube start youtube i was like i'm not ready and again because i did media in school i felt like the quality was not it for you know when you do media there are those nitty-gritties of like ah the quality is not it i'm not yet there because i thought i'll join youtube and have all this sort of lighting and all that kind of stuff so i took my time and i think there are so many signs telling me you should be doing content creation because there's this one time uh, a friend let me say just a schoolmate of mine got a project during their last semester and the project was you have to have a segment of a vlog inside your whole show just something for media students so she was like ah, Mimo, so you do this segment for me I was like hi mbona mimi how did you just do it you just do it I do it and they It was discussed in the classroom and the teacher was like, don't tell me this girl is not, she must be a vlogger already. And she was like, no, she's just my schoolmate. She had to like tear herself because the teacher wanted like amateur video and it looked so professional. But still, I was deaf. I did not take it seriously. For me, it was a hobby. So when I got the job, I got the job like um, during my last year of uni, I was like, hey, now adulting is here. Content creation, hobby, what are those? Backbench, So I wasn't consistent when it came to creating content anymore. I'll do a video maybe once six months. See how long after like so so many months would go without me creating content. But I became unhappy as time went by because I always felt like I should be doing content. I'd watch so many YouTube videos at work whenever I didn't have anything to do. YouTube videos, otte. Okay. Those days, I'd watched everything on YouTube. I was on Musical.ly watching other people and I was like, oh my god, I wish I had time. Because something people don't tell you is mid is very engaging. You barely have time for yourself, for your family, for your friends. Like, it's always work. So I didn't have a lot of time to create content. So it was like, a by the way, until 2019, when I got one day, just randomly, like a pop-up from TikTok. I think, oh, we we want you to be part of our creators and i was like i just think consistent so as in and they've seen me hey that pumped me up i was like yes include me add me hey this chat is mine i'm taking over i was and that time i think i had like 300 followers on tiktok i was so excited but that did something to me and then they did like the first tiktok event in kenya and i got invited ah Gas me again. I was like, hey, this is what I sh- I'm supposed to be doing. That was like towards, I'll say, towards the end of 2019. And I think also it's important, I say, have surround yourself with, as a content creator, it's important to surround yourself with people who understand and like, see your abilities and cheer you on. At that particular time, I had someone in my life who kept telling me, job si job on a YouTube. job si job on YouTube. But I was like, see, si, I don't have another plan. What if it doesn't work? And all this. But that person believed in me. Like, whenever I, I would take a long period without doing a video and posting it on Instagram, they'd be like, Madam, where's the video? I We've missed your videos. Do this video. So I also think, like, all that just was accumulating inside me pole pole. And then... When pandemic came, now it was my opportunity to shine. Now I'm creating content. Every day I wake up with my car. I didn't even have a stand. My phone is poor quality. You try lighting up the room with ah asimu, with books and clothes, piling up things just to hold your phone so that you can be able to shoot content. And that's how I started. And um now you've lost your job. Here you are doing content. You think content is going to pick up tomorrow? Ah, internet is not your mother, please. <laughs> I did so many videos, poor quality. And when my video would hit 2K, ah, ah, mini celeb, call Felicia. We need to control the paparazzi in New York. (laughs) But my videos were not like blowing up, blowing up. But I think what I was doing is in as much, it was very, sometimes it would be discouraging, but remember I was doing this as a hobby at that time. So it was fun. Plus there's nothing to do during the pandemic. So somehow it didn't get to me. But sometimes you'll sit down and wonder will this ever pick up surely to like you get even let's say 200 views and you think oh my god will this ever pick up but i kept doing it one thing i think that worked for me at that time before i started the tbt videos i used to do videos about the nairobi girl dating scene so i'll do like when a nairobi girl meets a mubaba those sounds they just used to appear on my tiktok and i'll do them and nail them so those ones i built a very strong fan base because people used to enjoy those videos they were like hey whoever's channel in Nairobi you know how this goes but i was actually just riding on the narrative that is there oh slay queens nawababa i'll, I'll ride on that narrative and do videos so for the longest time none of my videos were blowing up but this minute i got into this line there was now Small, slowly, we were going up, going up, going up. And I think now it has become a whole thing. So many people do that. Slay queen, Nairobi girl, mwababas um, on TikTok. Hawajuku kali kalianza somewhere 2020. Struggling to get two views. Na views zote bilini zangu. It's me and then going back to check who has watched. I think that Nairobi girl thing really picked up during the pandemic time. Let me tell you, Adele, when you're doing content creation, there are years of termarking. I think that's something maybe people are not told enough. And remember I told you when I was starting to think about getting into content creation, I did a lot of research, like I listened to other content creators, what they're saying, their advice, how to start a YouTube channel. I watched all of those. And I remember there was this one content creator who said, when you start the content creator journey, give yourself two years. Of tam- like termworking on social media before anyone realizes you knows you before you get any brand deal and thank god for that statement because that encouraged me i was counting those two years <laughs> i was counting those two years so i thought i was still on the right track and the numbers kept on growing and uh, another thing is even during this pandemic, now after pandemic was starting to, like, we are getting normal, normal, back to our normal lives during the pandemic, I was still looking for other jobs because remember, this is not paying me. What am I going to eat? You just can't sit this in the house. You're asking for any everything. You're asking for pads, you're asking, like, this has reminded me, during the pandemic, you see those loyalty cards for the supermarkets. I redeemed them to the last point. I was just, pads and all. Because you can't ask for everything. In as much your family is supporting you, they're giving you everything. There are things you just can't go asking for. So I was looking for odd jobs. Me, I was a broker during that pandemic. Because there's this job I had done Kitambo during another long holiday in the Ministry of Lands. So I was a bit aware about land documents and all that. So I found myself now, Ah, you want a title? I'm your guy, eh? So si you let And then now I had someone who is a lawyer who would give me those uh jobos here and there. So I did that. I remember getting another job in a parastatal filing job like you just do everything to make ends meet because at least when a 10k yako and you don't have to ask for everything and then at the beginning of 2021 i got a job in a church now 2021 I was like this is going to be my year one day i'm just sitting i have no job i'm just chilling we're starting the year with big hopes but nothing in the pocket nothing and there's nothing i get a phone call and this person before i reveal who it was they were like oh i need a video editor i've gotten your number from so and so my former colleagues and i was like yeah what's your name? And they say, my name is Wanderi. They didn't introduce themselves without any name to give you who they are. The more we continued talking, it just hit me, oh my god, this is a bishop. Like a big bishop in like central Mount Kenya people know this bishop. And they was like, oh, this is Bishop and So, And I was like, Hey, ukianza mwaka na bishop amekupigia. You inezenda vibaya kweli. Like, what are the odds? A whole bishop calling me. So I took up the job. Again, there's nothing. I have not gotten brand deals. This is 2021 at the beginning. No brand deals, no nothing. It wasn't paying. So I took this job. It was paying Kidogo. It was very conveniently close to home. But this was the best. I, I don't know the best decision I did. Because in this church, first and foremost, there was just the after leaving the media house media houses can be toxic 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 to the core but this place was so peaceful as in you just know and now you're in the presence of god it was so peaceful that's when i started like even adding weight because i was so much in as much i wasn't enjoying what i do because this Bado editing thing was ugh, it was a struggle i was struggling and i was really doing a good job he really loved my work but i was still not enjoying it but i still have to do it because my moon is I have nothing. And I kept doing this job. That job, I think I, I stayed there because first and foremost of the peace that I was getting. It was a very good environment. And every week, because we were recording preachings, it's like this bishop was getting a kenya of what I am going through in my life. Like he'd speak to me, and that will lift my spirit. And my time there, like after a few weeks, now you've gotten the word, you've now you're pumped for this year. I'm not even joking. Every month, a video would go, like every week, a video of mine would go viral. Nico, Mpasho, Pulse, everywhere, people are posting you every single week. I think it's because I was working in the house of the Lord. <laughs> I was a child of the most high. Every week, a video of mine was going viral. So it got to a place I could not manage both sides of content creation and uh, working in this church when i was still doing these videos are blowing up now you're getting kidogo kidogo gigs so i was like i'm sorry bishop but i have to quit he didn't believe it he was like if things go wrong anytime come back he still calls me true today anymore, well, you don't feel like coming back to work for me and I, I think i did a good job so i i think that period i did everything odd jobs Every odd job I did, but eventually, I think in 2021, things started opening up. So I think in as much you're doing content creation, just be, I think I'll tell you this, the same thing I had, give yourself time to tarmac on social media. Don't think, very few people, they post their first video, they blow up, they get brand deals. It takes time for so many people. So don't just join thinking, kesho okay, on me, mini baller, things will be working out, brand deals. does not work like that Yeah. <laughs> I think one thing, um, content does not perform every day. But at the beginning, as I said, when I used to get two, uh, two, two, two views, 100 views, sometimes you're like, am I even good at this? Will I ever omoka? These numbers are not giving. But I've realized the more you continue doing what you love, you see, at the end of the day, this is what you love. It's not something you're doing it for money like I used to do it. It's not something I'm doing it just because. This is something I'm passionate about. And I think when you're passionate about something, you're willing to go through it during the ups and the lows. It's just like a marriage. You're like, I love this person to death. So highs and lows, we are together. Same thing when it comes to content creation. I do not take it personally when a piece of content does not perform. I'm like, if yesterday this one performed well, maybe this one, first and foremost, the logarithms work against me. The Instagram, TikTok, maybe your shadow banned. There are things that are out of your control. But you also have to understand not every piece of content is going to be received the same way. And sometimes it's very hurting. Sometimes you've put in money, the effort, you've traveled from here to Timbuktu to shoot content and no one is giving it. But you're like, you know what? I'm doing it for this for me, for my passion. I love it. Muikubali Mkatai, that's your problem. But for me, I enjoyed creating. I that's why I, like make sure. I enjoy every piece of content that I'm shooting. If I'm just, like, shooting just for the sake, I won't shoot it. Because I'm like, I love because I perform I wish I knew. You'll start beating yourself up. But if you did something that you yourself enjoyed, you know that you you did your best, I think sometimes you just don't take it personally. You're like, it's okay. logarith maybe work against me. I enjoyed the content personally. So, you keep on pushing. I think one thing I'm grateful for is even as i said as a kid I, will, I used to be very talkative i was out there i am grateful for the fact that my family has always been supportive they allow you to be you like they don't try dictating your life how it's going to go they are going to give you advice sure but they're not going to dictate it so i remember when i quit my job and i started like 20 i'll tell my mom please don't call me between this and this time i'm in my room shooting and she respected that she didn't... I, at the beginning, I'll see her struggle. She never questioned me, but I'll see her struggle because for her, if she sees me on the phone, she thinks I'm idle. But in real sense, maybe that's when you're responding to comments, you're doing your research about the next piece of content you're doing. I saw her struggle because that's the time she'll be like, Naviyombo you don't know like, how <laughs> job on your phone. But she never directly told me this is not it. This is not going to work. My support system has always been support. Till today they're like, hey, why are you going for the interview? Do you have a ride? Are you okay? We can support you in any way. Like my family deal support system yangu my mom when i'm going for an event i have to she's like my stylist i'm like how does this look Mm-mm. why on a white she's my stylist whenever i am going for gigs at the beginning especially and you don't have money to go for these gigs and they know this is a good opportunity they'll sponsor you they'll give you money and uh tutakukujia things like those and they mean a lot and they encourage you as a creator but i think bottom line is I think my mom did a good job in just creating an environment that allows us to be us even as kids allows you to be a kid allows you to do whatever you want to do if it fails that's up to you pick yourself up we continue but that's that's something i'm really grateful for so sometimes i see the borderline of them not really understanding how this is working but now they do understand because now at least it's making money they're like where at a media house, I, eh, hey, hey, na job jobi I ni, ato fanyi, you know, for them, when I have to record video, it's not a lot of work, they're like, and you're making money, ah, well just continue, na kuwampi ato upache dealing in like, <laughs> amen, 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 but it's so nice to have a support system, uh, a family that supports what you're doing, you do without even understanding exactly what it is you're doing. ha that's a tough one um when i look to the future a successful mimo is someone who first and foremost me i won't lie to you who is living well because <laughs> i think especially after losing your job and you've gone through the struggle of not having the lux and all that i would want to not have any lux but more so as a creative i'll want to create a space for other creators where I understand their struggles. I know first and foremost, like, finding a location is hard. I know how it is when you do not even have a stand to shoot on. And how expensive it can be to do production, like, profession, when you think of a dope idea, but you only have your phone. I would want to create a space for... Content creators affordable if it's possible for them to just come. If you're a startup, you can come and use the things that are provided for you to shoot your content. I don't want to lift other creators, other you know um, creatives out there, because also we live in a society that does not really. Now is when creatives are starting to be you know given that nod but Kitambo, it wasn't there. So I understand that struggle of being a creative. No one cares what you do. No one gives you attention. No one cares about your struggles. So we want to provide a space where they know they are catered for, and it's a good for them to just, you know, boost them. It's like that, what is it called? For the car when it stops the battery. Yeah, to jumpstart them in their content creation journey. So that's something I really look forward to.
0: Isn't that just an awesome story, man? I love her energy. And this story is actually in our video series this season, season three. So if you head over to our YouTube channel, you get to see Mimo sharing this story. There's a link to our YouTube channel in the show notes, or you can just head over to LegallyCluelessAfrica.com. Another thing that stood out for me in her story, other than the humor, (laughs) is man, the media industry is crazy. The number of people who I know have gotten fired or like lost their jobs and getting informed a text, the day before, or the week before, is bananas. It surely can't be legal. It just can't be legal, but it happens quite a bit. So I remember when she said that in the story, I was just like, oh my goodness, media, what's not going on? Make sure you check out Mimo, not just on our YouTube channel, but I put a link to her TikTok and Instagram. This trick is Hilarious, And she's got good energy. We like those type of people here. So I put links to her pages in the show notes. Oh, another link I've put that I forgot to say earlier. I think I forgot to say it. I'm not sure. Is the link to the article on creating your own ancestral altar. And also an article that talks about or tackles a lot of questions people have around these things. <laughs> so I'm going to put links to those two articles so that you can read them and just like, hey, doesn't hurt to know things, right? Do make sure you sign up to join our Legally Clueless community stroke family at legally cluelessafrica.com. We're going to have a giveaway soon. And if you want to share a story on this podcast, in the show notes is a link to a Google form. Fill it out and I will get back to you. You can also catch this podcast on Trace FM in Kenya. Head over to traceradio.co.ke for a list of all the frequencies. And you can catch us there Mondays and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. and 11 p.m. and Fridays at 1 p.m. We've come to the end of this episode. I really are sending so much love your way. And I wish you a week